welcome to the In Their Own League podcast. My name is Morgan, one of the writers over at In Their Own League. Today we're bringing you a special bonus episode. I got to sit down recently with actress Valerie Mahaffey, and we spoke about her latest film, The French Exit. In French Exit, Valerie Mahaffey stars opposite Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. Mahaffey's performance in the film is currently nominated for an Independent Spirit Award, with the award ceremony being held later this month, right before the Oscars. So it was really exciting to be able to sit down to talk with her about the French exit, as well as to add some questions towards the end. I hope that you enjoy our interview. So without further ado, here is my sit down with Valerie Mahaffey. First, I just wanted to start with congratulations on your Independent Spirit Award nomination. Um, I was very thrilled to see you amongst the nominees yesterday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So obviously you're nominated for the French Exit. Uh, So how did you get the script and um, what drew you to this part? Well, um, it was a surprise, you know, it was like, are you interested in this? And and um, the director would like to talk to you. And um, so Aza and I had a Skype meeting and we were kind of thrilled with each other as people, I think, because I'm newly a lot more honest. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that sounds odd, but I, I was going through a bit of an existential thing last year and, and stuff fell away and has, you know, fallen more away now that we're in a pandemic. But but Absolutely. so we, we related um, on a very truthful level. And uh, um, I don't know exactly why he trusted me to do her, but um, so I was invited and uh, I'm, I'm awfully glad. She's such a beautiful, um, initially annoying character. So, you know, we know people like that in our lives that, that just don't, quite know how to uh, behave maybe right and are a little too um needy maybe yeah but but the one of the gifts of um being an actor is that you you suddenly inhabit someone like that and you think of all the people you've mistreated in your past that you could have been nicer to because they're just trying you know yeah they're lonesome or whatever you know so i i love this part Yeah, well, and so I found it very interesting because loneliness and kind of yearning for companionship is a thread connecting all of these characters, but for everyone else, they kind of have a degree of like cynicism and hopelessness, but your character, Madame Reynard, is kind of like the only one who seems to have hope and empathy. So how do you kind of honor your character's truth amongst those other energies present? she's so solidly herself. Mm-hmm. And so um, it wasn't hard. She's, yeah. she's just um, lit up and, and um, one can't say that anymore, can you? It means something else, but she's, she's joyous. And even though she's a widow, she's not declining. She's, so she needed to be that and to um, be socially wrong sometimes. But I have to say, in playing her, the, the truth is she had guts once in a while to, 
to say, hold on there. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, you're kind of treating me badly right now. You know, that wasn't the line, but this is like that. And I kind of, I just admire her on so many levels. Yeah. Um, and you, you did bring up that she is a widow. And so um, both she and Francis, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, um, both have that in common, but mm -hmm. they kind of appear polar opposites just because of their dispositions. Um, how did that shared experience inform your performance and those interactions? And did you and Michelle kind of do any work on that together or was it kind of more in the room? It was totally in the room. We didn't have rehearsal time. And it, it was just sort of, here's Valerie, hello, go. And, but it was excellent because um, you were sort of at, yes, it was more in retrospect that I realized that um, looking at the big picture, like you were very smart enough to say that they're both widows, but they're very opposite. Mm -hmm. And I realized that later that they're, they have something in common, but one of them is deciding to fade, fade. Mm -hmm. And one is not, she just does everything she can to be alive and make new friends and, and do whatever it takes, make the cocktails and, you know, um, come over all the time and uh, I don't know it's what a what a terrific person she is but uh, annoying at first but she turns people around I think she does yeah. and I also really like the fact that we're seeing a woman on screen who's not 25 and trying to recapture life that it's someone who has lived a life and gets to find a new one right and, and we don't know how successful she'll be, but I think, um, I think she will, I, I, I think. I don't know, you know. Um, um, so I also found that the film kind of felt um, very stage-like. I mean, the dialogue obviously um, kind of helps with that, but you said that there was no rehearsal process. So um, kind of, how were you guys able to meld so well together. I just felt, especially those apartment scenes were so well done. I, I think uh, that it was started with Azazel. Mm -hmm. Aza was, is such a, he's a cool guy, first of all. And he's very calm. And he, once he's invited you to do the thing, I felt this anyway, I can only inhabit my own self, but he was so, seemed so delighted from the get-go with what I was doing that I became more and more confident with every passing moment. And the relaxation that he creates probably for these other actors as well, mm -hmm. um, that's such a gift for an actor because you, you have to come in with a plan. You have to, in case it's a very tense situation or you don't like the person or uh, you have to have a plan of how you'll play the part. But with the atmosphere he created and the people that he invited to be there, stuff could come to you in the middle of 
a take that you had not planned. That was like, God said, do this now. And, and you're, you're like, well, all right, I'll do that. But you can't, you can't do that if you're not relaxed, you know? Yeah. So all testament to Aza and to the wonderful group of actors that were there. And you, you said it was sort of stage-like, is that what you said? Yeah, it kind of felt like a, a play almost that- um, the, the elevated actor, language or something? The elevated, both the elevated language and just the way, um, I think it's very rare to see so many people in the same scene together be able yeah. to hold all their individual energies without kind of unnecessarily impeding another person's energy. Like everyone felt very belonged. And so it, yeah, you know, we don't yeah. have stage right now. So this is kind of the closest thing to it. Yes. I, that's very interesting. You're saying that. And that was, that was Aza wanted. I remember him when we had our uh, meeting over Skype, him showing me the apartment that they were building in Montreal. And he was very excited about it. He says, I want the, all these characters to inhabit this place and not to go away. I kind of want them there at mm -hmm. all times. And I really kudos to him for how he did that. You know, we, yeah. we'd be lurking in the background, but living back there and you could still sort of see us. Maybe mm -hmm. that's what you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, I think kind of up until the point that your character is introduced, um, you know, I think that we kind of struggle to understand the other characters because I think that they come from a very privileged background and mm. they're kind of tough nuts to crack, but um, your, your character is kind of that humanizing force. Um, so when you read the script, you know, how did you see your character amongst everyone else? And um, what was kind of your hope for her on her journey in this film? You know, that might be the kind of question I'm not smart enough to answer. Smart's not the right word, but I, I'm, I have a certain amount that's in my head as an actress, but a lot of what I hope for is just on the day, feeling it. Um, that might sound a little corny, but I just, I don't mind there not being rehearsal. I want to see exactly what Michelle gives me, exactly what Lucas gives me and in that moment. And that, and I used to be not as good an actress in some ways because I would stick to my plan mm -hmm. a little too much. And if you're really reacting to what the other actor gave you, um, it changes from take to take sometimes, you yeah. know? It's not set in stone. And uh, uh, so I'm kind of grateful that I stayed open enough to realize I could be better. And, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm learning stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's also what made it feel so organic was you guys were able to have the structure of the script, but also collaborate together in the moment. Sure, and it, it really is a testament to the, the, the people that Aza brought together because they're all top shelf, good at what they do. 
in, in a very organic way, like you say. Nobody was, um, so once in a while you'll be in something and you're kind of sighing inside like, oh, I've got to organize this somehow to make it work, you know? But that yeah. wasn't the case, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Um, what's like your favorite memory from filming? Um, is there anything that kind of sticks out to you about um, some of the scenes you're working on or? Yeah, um, I, this is probably gonna sound standard for, for but you no, know, it won't. Because I've been around a long time and I've had some wonderful experiences as an actress. This was probably the most perfect in every way experience I've ever had. And I, I also got to um, not only just have the joy of playing Madame Renard, but I made friends with Lucas and he's, he's a kid and he's my daughter's age. In fact, my daughter, uh, I had to say to her, um, honey, Luckily, he's a different gender because mm -hmm. this is my favorite person of this age besides you. We got <laughs> along so well. We, we met um, upstairs while they were setting the lights um, for that first scene in my apartment. And uh, I started talking about something and he said, oh, and what are you reading? And we were reading the same kind of deep books, you know? And on the other hand, so we got all, you know, intellectual and philosophical and spiritual and blah, blah. But then he's a kid too. And he yep. would be this naughty boy <laughs> on the set. He would, the prop guy would say, you know, please, uh, Lucas, please don't touch that. We have to, you know, uh, because he'd have to make it match right and Lucas would completely ignore the guy and have as many crackers as he wanted and I'd be like Lucas stop he's gonna he's gonna run out of the crackers over there but I think everybody adored him you know so it, it, it was very nice and I loved I, I loved working with all of them mm -hmm. Michelle is just so gracious and good at what she does and generous and yeah really really wonderful yeah makes work easy when you have that group as your co-workers i am sure yeah there was not a stinker in the bunch mm -hmm. not at all um so one of the things about um the publication that i write for um is that we focus on films by and or about women so i kind of have um some like rapid rapid fire questions if that's okay with you oh, oh good luck to me then okay <laughs> <laughs> um so what is a performance by an actress that you consider to kind of be one of the all-time best? I loved Viola Davis in The Help. Mm -hmm. uh, that just occurred to me. There are many, mm -hmm. but there's something so um, quiet and true about her. And it wasn't as flashy as some other things, but I loved her. 
and uh, uh, gosh, there's so many women actresses, women actresses, that they're all women that are called yeah. actresses. Um, uh, yeah, that's one. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And um, so what is, if any films that you've seen it uh, from 2020 um, were films by like a female filmmaker that you enjoyed? From 2020? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not sure. That's fine. I'm not sure. I, I, I went through a phase pandemic wise mm -hmm. where I kind of couldn't watch things and I'm an avid reader and I couldn't read. I couldn't read either. I, so I just. One of my other questions is, is what kind of art have you been enjoying to help you get through the pandemic? Were you. What kind of art? Any oh. kind of art. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, I have. Uh, once I started watching things, uh, I got persuaded, um, watch Schitt's Creek. And I, when the very first moments, I was like, oh, it's a little, I don't know, broad. And then they're just geniuses. All mm -hmm. of those. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. And what else? Have, oh, just recently. Mm -hmm. I have been watching Marty Scorsese's thing about Fran Lebowitz. Oh, yes. It's on my watch list. Is it incredible? Oh, oh. the inner curmudgeon in me. <laughs> the, lights, the outer curmudgeon in Fran Lebowitz. She is so funny and makes observations. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that too. You know, like that. So it's really good. I cannot wait to watch it. And I think a lot of people have also been using Shit's Creek as um, a companion during this time. Yeah. Um, what is a film that makes you cry every time you watch it? Oh, that's a terrible question. <laughs> um, I have to answer it if you don't want to. We can move I, on to the next. I, I bet it would be a film from my childhood that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. uh, I, my mom and I, she didn't, she didn't like to travel by, uh, well, we wouldn't have flown across the country then anyway, but anyway, uh, we traveled a lot and um, we were going by train across America or Canada, one or the other. And we stopped somewhere and it was going to be for a while. And we went to see Old Yeller, that Disney movie. Mm -hmm. It was devastating. It's like, why'd you do this to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I suspect that anything with a damaged animal would get me every time. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, who's a woman in the industry that you would want? that you want to work with? That I want to work with? Mm -hmm. Oh, are we talking actresses or anything? Any, anything. Well, some of them I've gotten to work with and I want to work with them more. And that's um, Liz Feldman who created Dead to Me. Mm -hmm. um, I just loved working with her and Christina and Linda who are the main, People in that, Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini. Um, I would love to work with, wouldn't mind working with Viola Davis. 
uh, boy, you're just trying to play stump the actress, aren't you? No, I mean, that, I know I have answers. I, I, I know, I know I have more, but uh, I'm stuck. No, I mean, those are wonderful choices. Um, and the last one is, um, who is a woman that we should know more about? Um, and it can be anyone from history, from, um, you know, someone that you've worked with in the industry, out of the industry. A lot of people choose their moms. Oh, thank you for saying that. That gave me a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was raised in a, um, a foreign country. I was raised in Indonesia till I was 11. And the, the lady who helped raise me is like a second mother to me. I don't know how some people in this world can be so, she wasn't sappy, but she was good to the core. And it would always, um, she could, as it turned out, we didn't realize this. She couldn't read. Um, she couldn't speak English. And she managed to travel all over the world after she worked with us. She managed to go to Germany to take care of this other family and she eventually learned to read and my goodness, what a good person. And she loved Christmas, but she was a Muslim. She liked the, the joy mm -hmm. of it, I guess. And there was never anything said. And so when, when I realized that she came to visit us when my family was staying in Texas, when I realized that people might look at her funny back then because she was a brown person, she never, she never let on any of it. I, she's just the most perfect human being. Um, anyway, her name is Morat and um, she's passed away now, but um, that's the kind of person one should have in one's life, you know, unconditional love and just a great human being. Yeah, yeah it sounds incredible. She was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are all of the questions that I have. I just want to thank you so much for your time um, today. I really appreciate it. You're quite welcome. And Stump the Actress is not a fair game to play, but <laughs> I will I'll think try things later. You know? Of course, that always happens. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank take you. Care. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Many thanks to Valerie Mahaffey for sitting down and talking with me. I had such a wonderful time being able to talk about the film, her incredible performance, and just get to talk about acting and her work in general. If you haven't already, please do check out The French Exit, which is available in streaming and uh, hopefully should be available for purchase soon this spring. In the meantime, uh, we do thank you so much for your support. If you go over to our website, intheirownleague.com, you can read all of our content, including reviews, interviews, as well as some special surprises here and there. You can also make sure that you're following us on Twitter, at Their League. And if you're liking any of the podcast episodes that you're listening to, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much for checking out this interview and for all of your support of the League.